Rock, I'm from the candy antler show. Let's go. Smoke The perfect knife for cutting your underwear. Oh, you might have to take a beer run while we're out, huh? Did y'all see that? I hope y'all saw that, because that's what they look like. How's everybody doing? This is your host of the Outside Stuff podcast presented by Blue Court Outdoors, Stephen Marshall. It's a football Friday, folks. Get ready. We're, we're talking football all weekend. It's going to be great. Good slate of games in the NFL. Also, uh, some decent ones in college as well. Before I begin, I am recording this on a Wednesday, okay? I did that, so it gives me an ample amount of time. I didn't want to do it during the Thursday night football slate, but I'm recording it on Wednesday. So real quick, I just want to say for everyone back at home in Florida dealing with Hurricane Ian, I hope that you are safe. I hope everything is okay. We, I know my wife and family, uh, they are okay. They are with, they're without power right now, but they are okay. We kind of, we did the best we could prepping for it. Uh, for me being over here, my wife being at home, uh, coolers with ice and, and um, food, stuff like that. Power went out. Some got some. We're in a new neighborhood, so a lot of little trees got yoked up. But uh, they're going through the worst of it right now. Probably 70, 80 mile an hour sustained winds. But uh, right now we're we're doing okay. Uh, I've, I do got some uh, friends that you know they haven't heard from their wives, and they were more south. Their power went out. They haven't heard from their families because the cell tower is going down and things like that. So we just want to make sure that it, that everyone's thinking about those those people in the south, South Florida, and, and wherever you're at in, in Florida going through it. I know tornadoes can pop up sporadically all over the place. So I don't want to, anyone to think that I'm just trying to smooth it over like it's not happening. I know it's happening. I'm worried 24-7 dealing with it. And if I was home right now, I would have been called up to work with the army to do it like they did i want to say governor DeSantis just called up about 5500 of us uh, from all over different states and stuff knowing that we're not there but also you know the first responders and, and police officers and stuff that are going out there right now uh, to deal with it and you know you just make sure you pray that everyone's gets out of this safe but to kind of bring it up a little bit uh, today's football friday i had a buddy of mine an old army buddy of mine he got out back in 2016. His name's Kyle Moran. Kyle Moran is an insurance man. Kyle Moran insurance man in Oklahoma now. Uh, he's got a pretty little family over there, and he's a diehard Dolphins fan. And he had hit me up when we did our first football Friday and said, dude, I want to get on and talk football. He doesn't have anyone to talk football with too much. I said, absolutely. I'd love to have you on. So we didn't do one last week. I, I told you all just had a little bit of a – recording situation but trust me i'm recording right now and i got you one this week so he he's come on and to talk live about some football he was at he flew from oklahoma to miami to watch the buffalo bills play the his dolphins in miami so he got to see an epic battle between two of the top teams in the afc so we're going to talk about that and we're going to talk about what the difference is with the dolphins that were started off real sloppy last year to all of a sudden in the last 11 games are 10 and 1 from last season to now what the difference is you know what and what it what it's like to be a fan of a team that's not good that all of a sudden is good and i've dealt with that before being a buccaneer fan my entire life so i hope you guys enjoy it thank you so much uh for listening to the podcast 
And here we are with Kyle Moran, the insurance man, talking a little Dolphins and the rest of the NFL. All right. So you're a diehard Dolphins fan, okay? And you don't run into many of those that are of your age because most of them are part of those dudes that are like the 72 Dolphins, any of the Dolphins in the 70s. If they make a five-yard run, hell yeah. If you're rooting against the Dolphins, get out of my house. So most of the, most badass Dolphin fans are older people now. So what keeps, 100%. What keeps you loving them so much? And don't tell me this year. Don't tell me too. <laughs> I want to know why you've loved them for so long. Oh, man. Well, you know, it's just once once you fall in love with a with a team, I mean, you, you can probably attest to this. You know, it doesn't matter kind of the, the the highs and the lows. And the weird part is, is when they're as low as they're going to get, that's almost when you become an even bigger fan because, you know, once, you know, and of course, it's been about 25 years for us. Uh, once once they pop, you know, it, it's such a better feeling. So, you know, you don't want to be jumping around teams and 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 hopping on other wagons and everything else. But, you know, I'm just it's just the one the one real sport that I follow, if I'm being honest, like really, really follow like with a passion. You know, if you ask anybody, you know, as well as oh, I do. Yeah, um, I, you know, I, I know it, I'm it, a it's fan almost of that borderline teams. obsession. Uh-huh. And, uh, okay. you know, it's, it's almost a problem. I, I could be medicated or, <laughs> uh, you know, I could be in straight jacket, you know, sometimes. But I would say what keeps me going is is just that, you know, that every year, you know, going through the off season and everything else, that that hope. I guess you hold on to it, yeah. you know, depending on how the rosters look and everything else. But there's those years when, you know, for sure, you're going to be crap, but uh, there's definitely a lot of hope within that as well. And I think that's what kind of keeps me going. Well, no, exactly. Cause you know, I'm a diehard Bucks fan and right. it doesn't matter if you're a football fan, then you know what I've been through and you know, <laughs> right. in my existence, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you were talking about 13 seasons of not making the playoffs here. Actually, I'll tell you what, before Brady came the last time the Bucks made the playoffs, we lost to the first time Eli Manning Super Bowl champions. They had a Monty tumor on the team, bro. My quarterback was Jeff Garcia, Jeff Garcia, <laughs> bro. Dude. Well, let hello? me, let me hit you with some knowledge. You already know uh, my woes. I mean, the last time we had a playoff win, I can't say playoff appearance because a lot of those were jokes, but you know, we're talking Marino. You know, I was going to say, is uh, that, we what, actually that won a playoff game. Uh, yeah, because the last the last time we appeared in the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken, because I don't want to get bashed here, but by other Dolphin fans. But I believe we got to the divisional round with Marino in 99 and we got crushed by the Jaguars. And that was Marino's send off just getting <laughs> railroaded by the Jaguars by like freaking 40 points or something crazy like that. So. But that was it, man. I mean, uh, and, and I don't think we had a wild card appearance that year. I, I believe we played him at home. Or, or no way. I think Jags actually killed it that year. So maybe maybe we saw them. Uh, we, I know that Jags you know, ended, up, week or... ended up beating the Steelers that year in Pittsburgh. Um, mm. And that might have been the divisional or, or the wild card, whatever it was. The Jags were on fire that year. But guess what? As the Jags are who they are, they've still never been to a Super Bowl. And right. – uh, that that stadium's hosted more Super Bowls than that that franchise will ever see. 
being that they'll probably be in London before they ever reach the big game. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But give them credit this year, man. I mean, they're, they're putting it together, you know, not to get too much off topic, but obviously my brother, Kevin's a diehard Jaguars fan and, uh, and, and they're kind of putting something together and uh, we'll talk more about that later when we start getting into the worst and the best and all that of this week. But yeah, no, it's uh, I can, I can attest that the Jags, they, they look good. Trevor Lawrence looks sharp and his receiving core and I'm not a Christian Kirk guy, but that receiving core that they got Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones, and they all look sharp. I'm telling you. And then right. James Robinson is showing people why you should have never drafted ETN over him because he didn't need to. Not to say right. ETN's and bad, but James exactly. has been it's unstoppable. Honestly, a waste of a pick. Not to say ETN can't be um, you know, valuable at any point, but you know, you had a great running back already. Um, and you kind of just are stacking cards at this point for no reason. So, I mean, I don't know what that was all about, but regardless, you're right. And money changes people, right? I mean, Kirk got that he was at one point in the off season, the highest paid receiver. And then Devontae Adams. And shortly after that, Tyreek Hill came after that. But, uh, you know, money changes you, man. He's got to, he's got to make that money. You know what I mean? He's got to earn that paycheck now. Jaguars would be calling for him. You know what I mean? How about it? But he's, He's 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 earning it so far. Now, what is the difference between an zero and eight start that the Dolphins? By the way, if no one knows, we're talking a lot about Dolphins today. An zero and eight start last year. This is a Dolphins show right now. Yeah, yeah, fins up. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they finish the season. What is it? Eight and one, something like that. Miss the playoffs by a game. Fire Flores. Offseason's a mess because Flores comes out and says what he says, whether it's true or not, I have no idea, nor, you know, can I really dive deep into it too much. But yeah, let's not speculate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then you guys, then you guys go and you bring in Tyree Kill. Now is it Tyree Kill can't be the missing link to the team because the team's been 10 and 1 since they were 0 and 8. You know what I mean? What has changed? Sure. What has changed within that team? That they went from worst to possibly first right now. I can tell you that in the first seven games of last season, and you could ask any Dolphin fan this same thing, and they'll probably give you the same answer. For some reason, we got away from the amoeba defense that we were running that was so successful year prior when we won all those games and went 10 and 6. Um, and for some reason, we just came out of the gate and we looked flat. Um, you know, the defense was incredibly flat footed there, you know, the, it was really the defense. I'll, I'll just, I'll just put it in layman's terms. Uh, the defense was, uh, was just dreadful in the first yeah. seven games. And then that Thursday night game was the first time we saw when we played the Ravens, that amoeba look come back and Lamar Jackson just did not know what to do with it. Um, I'm not mistaken. That's him. where the lineman scored a touchdown by doing a front flip or something. Correct. Robert Hunt. Yeah. Robert Hunt, you know, flipped into the end zone for six. You know, they should have let him have those points, but because the effort was so incredible, at least gave him two points or something. Um, <laughs> but it was, uh, it, it was, it was a phenomenal night. I mean, and that's what really turned the team around. We got some confidence Tua came back in, uh, as you know, he had some injuries last year, uh, week two, he breaks his ribs and then he goes out with basically like a jammed finger and, you know, flows keeping him on the bench. Cause for some reason he thinks Brissett is better than Tua. 
but uh, Brissett goes down just before the end of the first half. Um, and Tua comes in and just starts kind of lighting it up from there. Um, and it, and from then on, the the winning spirit kind of got back into the team. And I think that's what they've been trying to hold on to is the end of that season, hopefully roll it over into this season. And Mike McDaniel, man, I mean, I love to that say guy. that. I right, love that guy. And not, not to say that Flo and, you know, everybody else, because Flo wasn't even talking to the coaches at the end of the season. I mean, if you, if you look, if you do your research, you'll find out that Flo wasn't even communicating. He wasn't giving anybody the game plan until day of game. I mean, it was crazy at the end of the year, but the Dolphins played hard. And that just, that just is a testament to the roster that we have. I mean, you're not getting a game plan until game day and you're coming in and still pulling off victories. You know, it's a solid roster. It really is. And that's why Dolphins fans are really not looking at this three and start as just some, you know, powder puff fluke, like, you know, some can be. You know, like the Eagles, don't get me wrong, they're killing it, having a great seat. But, you know, they haven't played anybody that really you can say is a playoff caliber squad. You know, maybe the Vikings and they crush them, don't get me wrong. But the Lions, uh, the Commanders, you know what I mean? Yeah, the so, Vikings, I think the Vikings, um, I think they're all show, man. I, I, I've i never been well, one Well, it's primetime Kirk, absolute, right? Primetime Kirk, bro. He's two in It's a joke. It's a right, joke. Right. And I, I I never like to shit on Kirk Cousins too much because his stats will show that he is a pretty decent quarterback. Sure. But when when it the lights are on him, the lights are show, on, bro. He can't do a damn thing. Not no. a thing. And he looks that awful. offense there. He looks with worse that offense the they're running with the Vikings now. They got Kevin O'Connell at quarterback, buddy. They're gonna be throwing the ball more than anything. So you can consider Dalvin Cook pretty much. Just a, a running back too, man. He not going to put up the numbers he ever has before, wh- whether he's healthy or not. But uh, no, you make a good point with the Eagles. Um, I mean, you're sitting in a division right now where you've got, and you just went to this game, correct? The Buffalo game in Miami. Yes, I was there. Yeah. But you're sitting. You're sitting in a division where you are now looking at what it is going to be like to play in that division from here on out. Because Buffalo is not asleep. I, I you've heard my you've heard no. me on here before. I am on the Buffalo train, but now I'm looking back a little bit. I'm looking at the Dolphins like the Ravens aren't anybody to sleep on. Personally, I I don't think they are. I think they're a soft team. They're I think they're one dimensional because I don't think they have a running game. They have Lamar and Mark Mark Andrews, but they put they mm-hmm. they do work. They 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 put up points. So to put up like y'all did. To let them to give up 35 and go into the fourth quarter, 35-14, completely stop Lamar altogether, which is a feat in itself, and then win the win the game, <laughs> and then almost do the exact same thing in against Buffalo at home. Not maybe the exact way being down that much, but Buffalo was handling pretty good. I mean, had the lead pretty good, you know what I mean? And it wasn't a collapse on their part. I think it was a, a, just a complete flip a flip in the offense uh you got a what was it i mean even the week before that with the fourth down fourth and seven or something the dolphins had it or maybe that was week one against the patriots waddle across the middle Mm -hmm. fourth and seven Mm -hmm. they're taking riskier doing riskier things but they're executing it so well and i don't know if that's a mike mcdaniel thing or what that he's brought to the team or whatever he's only like 30 we're older than him i think 
<laughs> what is he? 32? <laughs> 39, 39. Is so he 39? Really? He's a yeah, little 38, bit 39. I think he just turned 39. But I don't know what it is, man. They're that's well, a, tell you that's a good division now. Three man. Games. You know, I agree. And 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 not only the division, but the conference itself is a juggernaut. And and it's really gonna be hard to come out of that. Um, you know, whoever appears in the Super Bowl, in my opinion, in the AFC is more than likely gonna win the game. Um, but at the same time, they might be so beat up by the other AFC teams uh that the NFC team might actually have a shot. Uh, at victory. So, but the Dolphins, you know, we've won three games, three different ways. Um, you know, the first game was, you know, kind of a, you know, see a Belichick, pack up your bags, you're out of here. We beat you four times in a row. It was um, a hammer. Right. Week two was uh, an emotional roller coaster. I don't think I'll ever get over, um, you know, but, you know, Tua, and, and again, it's not a lot of people would, you know, jump on this bandwagon. But Tua threw that team on his back and and brought that team back. Not to say he did it himself, but it took a very, you know, a quarterback with a very strong mindset to bring a team back from that. I, I said it. I said it the week after when uh, the Bills were up twenty-one. Granted, they're playing the Bills and their defense is better, but they're you know beating Tennessee. And I called because Ryan Tannehill throws a pick. And then I was talking to a buddy of mine. I said, I guarantee you he throws another one because his mental is collapsing in on him. He's down so much. He's taken more risky shots, whereas two of us taking it one play at a time. He's not even looking at the scoreboard. You know, he's just taking them downfield. And granted, there are a couple blown coverages. I say one blown coverage in my honest opinion, but the national narrative is they blew everything at the end, but you know, Tua methodically took him downfield. You know, that last drive was absolutely beautiful. And that's the Tua that everybody's been waiting to see. And 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 that's who we've been waiting to kind of come to the forefront. And it is, I believe it's Mike McDaniel, but I also believe it's every other coach he brought in as well, from, from Bevel, the quarterback's coach, to Smith uh, as the offensive coordinator, um, down to, you know, Mike McDaniel himself, who has a great relationship with Tua right now just breathing confidence in this kid to Tyreek Hill, you know, going on his podcast and saying he's more accurate than Mahomes, which is crazy to say, but you know, I mean, he played better than Mahomes yesterday or on Sunday, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but not to say he's better, but I'm just saying like quarterbacks aren't perfect. And sometimes we put them on this pedestal because of the accolades and the past and things like that. But, you know, it, it just goes to show that and in that Buffalo game, man, it was really, yes, they gained a lot of yards on us, but it was very back and forth, like the exact game I wanted to see, 14-14 going into half. We hold them to three in the second half, and then, you know, we come down on that drive that we needed to have to a third and 22, 45-yard strike over to Waddle. We punch it in the end zone, make it 21-17, and then – Right then and there, that was basically ball game, except for the butt hunt. <laughs> I don't know if you want to get into bro, that, that ball, that but, ball inserted inside of him. Oh my gosh, bro! Inserted. You saw the waves of <laughs> just muscle and fat coming off of that booty. If that was a if that was a Wilson football. It just said we. That's all you can see. <laughs> it just for real, man. He has got. He's definitely got laces imprinted on his rear end. No oh doubt about God. it. 
but no train tracks it. on his ass, dude. But uh, I mean, but right then and there, you know, if you ask any golfing fan right then and there, I'm in the stands clapping like this, you know, on the Buffalo's last drive because I'm just like, what a game. Even if we lose, what a game this has been. And this is exactly what I wanted to see. And in my, you know, and I'll go, I'll, I'll, I'll die on this because, you know, I know our defense played a hell of a game and they stood strong. We outlasted them, but I was clapping as if like, this is over. Like we've just lost the game. You know what yeah. I mean? Josh Allen, all he has to do is make two throws and they're in field goal position. Right. And somehow, some way, man, the defense just said, uh-uh, we ain't having it. Yeah. And then the clock struck zeros and the place just went bonkers. bonkers so I mean, man, it was, it was something else. Well, that's good, man. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, uh, I think it was uh, the Bucks have won the Super Bowl. You're a Dolphins fan, like you said, and you played Brady literally for 20 years. And and you said, I hate Brady, buddy, but I'm happy for you. Because you get a buddy that's literally been through the doghouse when it comes to their sports team for so long. And then to come back, buddy, I, I don't know. I can't even explain how it felt to win a Super Bowl. Like, I know that's I the would, feeling I'm waiting for. But yeah, I know. And I wish my friends could have it, but I, I feel selfish like Ricky Bobby. But but if like I let you win, how, how am I supposed to win? You know? Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> but the feeling is so amazing because you're the best. It, it doesn't matter. Like, and then the I remember playing Kansas City and like Kansas City was Kansas City, dude. And then you yeah. destroy them. And I'm like, this was oh. so worth it. This is so worth it. Like the years of being awful, this it led to this. This is worth it, dude. <laughs> absolutely i could only imagine what that feeling's like and and i agree i mean i watch that game of course i watch every super bowl um except i kind of stopped watching when the pats kept going but you know <laughs> yeah. I, I i try to watch every super bowl and i definitely watched that one and i was shocked i i picked the game to go opposite the way that it did you know i thought that the chiefs would have an early run and then you know the bucks would come back and make it a ball game maybe go to overtime but man, it was just like from the gun, from the word go. I mean, mm -hmm. they they had that game just under their thumb the whole time. And it's almost like you you don't want obviously you'd rather be 42 nothing as a fan, right? But at the same time, like it, you kind of want to see a really good game and win the close one because there's so much more, you know what I mean? Like that explosion at the end of the game, right? You know, oh, yeah. kind of like the Bills Dolphins game here. You know, would I like to beat the Bills 35 to 7? 100 percent You know, would I be bored fourth quarter 35-7? Sure. Or I'd be at the bar drinking a beer, talking about next week, you know, whatever. But yeah, uh, you know, can't say the Ravens can do that ever again, but <laughs> no, they can't. No, they <laughs> but can. at the same time, like, yeah, it, the winning the close ones is fun because it's it's really a different feeling. You know, it, it really is, and in my opinion, you know, to come back and do incredible things like that, watch your team kind of overcome the adversity of being down, you know, that kind of shows the strength, you know, of the team itself. And and I feel like that's what we really have this year. Perfect. So, so Thursday, you got to you have a test on Thursday, too. Now, yes. Thursday night in Cincinnati what's happening in Thursday night in Cincinnati. What I've heard is that they're wearing the all white helmets with the all white uniform, son. It's a whiteout. It's a whiteout. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a full on whiteout. You know, I almost wish the dolphins had a different color helmet 
just to kind of go <laughs> along with the theme. Uh, but they are going to wear their all aquas and and try to drown them out as much as possible. But um, you know, expectations. Uh, I mean, can Xavier gonna, Rhodes uh, can Xavier Rhodes handle handle Jamar Chase? Um, uh, it's Xavier Howard, but he's questionable. Oh, I'm sorry, my uh, my sorry. Yeah. yeah, no, it's cool, but it it he's questionable right now. I mean, we have you know six six key starters, including Jalen Waddle, that are questionable for this game. And I believe that they'll play. I mean, I think they're just listing it that way. It's like, hey, these guys ain't doing nothing until you fire the gun. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So you were just letting these guys rest, not do anything at all, even Tua. I mean, I really hope he plays because I think prime time, the reason they put that game there is so you could see Joe Burrow and Tua kind of go at it again. Again. But maybe next time the schedule makers will be smart enough to realize you can't put Dolphins Buffalo and then expect fireworks on the Thursday <laughs> night after. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a that's a war these guys just went through in 110 degree weather and they're flipping field, you know, going up to Cincinnati on a travel week and, you know, trying to try to keep it going. But with all that said, they know they have 10 days coming up to rest. So, you know, it's kind of like being in the military, right? Just, if I can just push through, you know, get get through this last mile, I know that I can put my feet up at least for a little while, you know, and and take it easy uh, on this rook. But, you know, and, and I believe that's the that's going to be the mentality kind of going in. Like, look, guys, we've got 10 days here coming up. Let's just pour everything out there and, and give it all we got and and hope that you know, in 10 days, we're ready to go again. What's the score Thursday night? I know that it's going to be a defensive battle. Um, I know everybody wants to see the fireworks like Alabama and LSU, you know, 49 to 35, but I highly doubt that's what it's going to be. Um, you know, it's going to be, I, I think it's going to be whoever has the ball last is going to win the game. Uh, because I think that both Joey B and Tua have the mental fortitude um, and the rosters to go down in a two-minute drive to kick that winning field goal and, and take it home. So with that said, I'm going to go 24-26 Dolphins, another two-point victory. Okay. All right, I think Tyreek Hill is going to eat up Eli Apple. So, <laughs> well, I've he got, already gave him a, a nice, uh, clean warning there. So, yeah, he did. He did. He let him know the deal. I I picked Cincy to win. Um, I did. I believe uh, home field on Thursday nights or under the lights always help. I always that team seems to be where I go when I pick teams to win is prime time home field. Really hard to hard to lose. Bucks do it all the time though. Uh, but I did pick Cincy to win. I picked Cincy a little higher uh, at a 31-28. Last team, uh, mm. last last team to have the ball with a McPherson field goal. I couldn't. And, and that's know, a it fair. Those, it was one of those things like there's no blowout here from one side or the other. I feel like right. It's it's right there, and it's just a matter of the last possession, which could be as simple as deferring the kick at halftime. You know, and the Bengals take it. You know, at halftime, and then boom, this just one and one. No, 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 no. So that's, that's where my it. thought is. That's but it. it could obviously go either way, either way for this. Yeah, game. 
I agree. I agree. So, you know, we're both in agreement there. Basically, whoever has the ball last is going to win the game. Um, I, I would totally agree with that. Or we get OT and that would just be rougher on the Dolphins. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I really think that, um, you know, and, and, and your, your, your uh, projection is fair because, you know, I think that the Dolphins have a better roster than the Bengals. I think they're better than the Bengals. But you also got to take into account you know, the injuries, the questionables, the, the, the short week, you know, the everything, not to say the Bengals don't have a short week, but they just played the jets. I mean, that was kind of like a scrimmage. Um, and, and they handled them and they handled, them right. Good. They handled them. You know, they weren't really playing a war the way Miami was with their defense. The defense was on the field for 90 plays. That's two games of one. You know what I mean? So <laughs> they're about to play three games in a matter of five days. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's not easy on these guys, you know, um, especially in a divisional game like that, but yeah. Want to get to worse than worst of the week or. Oh, I'd love to. I would love to. I love talking trash about trash. Uh, I call it trash talk, (laughs) man. I just, uh, I would love to hear who you think right now, trashiest player of the week. And as a whole, as a team, what is your trashiest team? that you can have off the top of your head. Okay. Um, if I had to narrow it down to one player, right? Um, because I did I did pick. However, um, there's an asterisk on it. Okay. okay. Um, right. I picked Carson Wentz. Okay. As the worst player of the week. However, I also picked the commander's offensive line as the worst player of the week. Okay. Um, right. You know, I... I, I, I'm not going to sit here and bash the commander's defense because they held, you know, Philly. It was a high powered offense, 24 points, and they were on the field a lot. Um, I looked at the game um, and at one point, Philly had 323 passing yards to negative one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So with all that said, I'm going, I'm not going to pick the commanders as the worst team. I'm going to pick the, Carson Wentz is the worst player with the asterisk of the O-line right there with him. Okay. Uh, bumbled I respect one. it. I respect it. Worst team of the week. Um, I know they have injuries. I get that. I, I feel that they're overrated. You know, they do have some star power on defense, but that's really no excuse. The Chargers were the worst mm. team of the week for me. Mm. Um, giving up 38 to the Jacksonville Jaguars, although – At home. Right. At home, which is a, a big asterisk on that, um, is just is no, no not excusable, bro. It's like, you know, that's that's like unforgivable as a fan if I'm a Chargers fan and then wondering where do we go from here? Yep. Right. No. Absolutely. Who, how do we last in this division? Mahomes, Russell. Car, even though the Raiders are 0 3, they've lost games by three points or less, every single one of them. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so the Chargers go out there and do that. Uh, granted, Herbert's hurt, just like Tua was last year with broken ribs. No one gave him an excuse. Uh, just poor, poor play, no bad execution. Um, you know, the, the Jaguars destroyed them in the trenches. At which matters. Obviously, it's the, the biggest deal of them all. And, you know, they just 
they just powered through that team. Like it, like they were the freaking, you know, Oh, three lions, you know, yeah. uh, or Oh, three dolphins even. I mean, I think they were Oh, 16 <laughs> that year. Uh, but you know, that was horrific. So, you so, so I love that you picked the chargers. That's my trashiest team of the week. I was, I watched that game and I felt embarrassed <laughs> to almost be watching it. Like you're playing in a stadium, sharing it with the Rams. And I will, I will die on this hill that LA is probably some of the, is probably not a good fan base. It, I, I just, nothing is cool about football in LA baseball and basketball. That's what they care about. There's a basketball. reason why they left LA that all these teams left LA back in the nineties, the Raiders. Well, the Raiders were a little earlier, but the, the Raiders were the LA Raiders. You had the LA Rams into, you had the charters. There's a reason they left. You bring them back because of money and you build a $4 billion castle. And yeah, the Rams won a super bowl in it last year, but let me tell you something. I haven't seen anything impressive there. And for the chargers to be on this pedestal, at the beginning of the season, they were talking about the Chargers being the team. And they could oh. be the team. And I know they don't have Keenan Allen, but they've also got Herbert. They've got Mike Williams. And they've got Austin Eckler, who is almost non-existent in that squad. I That's my trashiest team of the week. I, I It's watching them every week. They don't do anything. Mike Williams is their number one right now. That dude caught one pass. One pass. And they're... Yeah. They're trying to win games with a guy named Palmer, this little receiver. I can't think of his first name right now off the top of my head all of a sudden. But I can't either. I, I just – So much he doesn't matter it. right now. Yeah, and I, I can't get behind it because, like, what did you say? They're in a division with, with the Broncos, which got a good defense. I don't really care for their offense and Russell Wilson too much. But he's also a playmaker. He's a Hall of Famer. He knows how to win games. Sure. Yeah, the, the Raiders are 0-3. I'm not going to pick them as my trashiest team because of the way they have lost. Yeah, if you want to be good, you need to win those three-point games. I mean, the the Lions last year won almost lost almost all their games to less than seven points. You know, and I'll ask you a question that looking at both squads right now, because this was supposed to be the juggernaut division. If you had to choose, Chargers Raiders make the playoffs. Who are you taking? Raiders. Take Agreed. Raiders. Because they, I believe the Raiders flip their fortune, you know, and after one game, you know, mm-hmm. and then they could get on a little hot streak. You know, they yeah. could be one of these teams, which only six have done it in NFL history, that start 0-3 and go to the playoffs because they have the roster to do it. The defense is suspect, but their offense is high-powered enough with Waller, Adams, and Carr, and Jacobs, and that offensive line. Under Renfro, oh, yeah, dude, I even left him out, you know, but it, these – Think the about their are... defensive line with, with uh, Max Crosby and Chandler Jones, Clean Farrell. Mm-hmm. And then – and I know what the Chargers have. They got Khalil Mack, and he's no one to, to whisper about. That dude's a monster. No, that's what but I'm guess saying. Who just, guess who just went down? Joey Bosa. Right. Done. And he's elite. Done. And you've got yeah. J.C. Jackson, arguably the best corner in the league. Non-existent. Derwin James back there. Non-existent. It, it, they can't stop a damn thing. And, and now they you, just lost their all-pro left tackle. 
all to pro a left torn bicep. That's a year that you are done this season, homie. Done. You are done. done. That's your only that's guy. That's Herbert's your blind twice. side. And you got <laughs> Herbert coming around. They're like, oh, it's like broken cartilage. Bro, I know what broken ribs are, and they're hard enough to breathe with. You can't. Why is he playing? Give the guy a week, bro. Put Chase Daniel in. Run the ball. Give it to Eckler. Let Eckler do his thing. Dump passes to Eckler. Little Chase Daniels has played three. Has three starts. Has made forty eight million dollars in his career. You think he don't mind? Maybe I'll, oh, I guess I can do a fourth one. The dude's making fifteen million dollars a start. You know, I'm sure he could fit a fourth start in there for you. You know, it's better than All what day. you have to do with Herbert going out there throwing ducks because he can't. He has no motion. So yeah. So Chargers, I perfect. I love that we both picked the Chargers. My uh, trash player of the week also comes with an asterisk because they won. Okay. It's one player. Comes with an asterisk because they won the game. My trash play. This might hurt your feelings too, actually, I think. My trash player is Baker Mayfield. All right. Have you seen him? Do you watch Red Zone? When you watch, I don't watch Red Zone. I, I, <laughs> I do. I have NFL Plus, so I rewatch pretty much every game. All right. His inability to give to check down to Christian McCaffrey, I believe, is the reason why they can't score points. I don't believe DJ Moore's worth a damn. I actually, I can get behind Robbie Anderson. I mean, that guy's fast as can be. He's kind of like a Vincent Jackson. You know, what I mean, just throw it up to him, and he'll probably be behind the DBs. But you have sure. Christian McCaffrey, a healthy Christian McCaffrey, and you're only handing the ball. Check that ball down to that guy. I mean, you're talking about a dude that's two years out of rushing for 15 and catching 1,000, bro. You're talking about 2,500 scrimmage yards, and he's just injured last year, all year, and he got injured the same year, you know what I mean? But give that guy the rock. I haven't seen anything impressive from Baker Mayfield being traded, and – I, I don't even not like him. I wish the Bucks had gotten him in the offseason because Brady had retired. I was like, I'm ready for this guy. He can do it. Sure. He's a veteran. He could do it. But every week I've noticed that he cannot – he's not utilizing the players he has to win games, dude. And I don't know what it is if it's an offensive line thing. I'm, ha- I'm happy they're all discombobulated because i got to play them twice this season. But they beat a, a poor-looking Saints team too. I I was between it was funny this, this one game I was between picking Baker as my trash player of the week or Kamara. Mm. Because disappointment. Disappointment, man. I mean, you're talking about a guy that probably most people picked in the first round of their fantasy leagues that's got like five points this season. You know 100%. I mean? 100%. And but a they guy know with the lingering who Jameis Winston is. Yeah, I know, trust me. I know He's that I know that, that dog is. Right, right. <laughs> My dude's not eating W's, man. Get your letters no, right, son. You're eating L's. And All day. Alvin Kamara, completely non-existent. But I went with Baker because he's a quarterback and he should be better than what he is and what he has shown there. He's not running with the ball. I mean, he might be scrambling for his life, but it ain't for positive yards. And his inability to give it to Christian McCaffrey, I think, is what's destroying them as a team. And they won mm-hmm. somehow, some way with just dumb luck, really. I, I don't even know what it was. I think – it, they scored a touchdown. I believe they scored one touchdown and kicked like six field goals. Could have been eight field goals. I don't know. But <laughs> they did a lot of kicking. But that's my trash player of the week, man. I, I just can't get behind him right now. I like it. I mean, uh, I, I've 
I've been a Baker fan before. I wanted the Dolphins to draft him. Um, I liked him with Cleveland. Um, and uh, he he had he you know the thing about Baker that that I notice, um, you know, you, you see a great quarterback and and you notice that they have a, you know, like Tom Brady, split second release, no matter how old he gets, right? I feel like seconds. Baker has right, and I feel like Baker has such a tell with his passing. You know what I mean? And he stares down receivers really, really hard before he makes the decision to throw the ball. So he's he's not making quick enough decisions, in my opinion. And his tells, you know, his wind up to throw the ball as hard yeah. as he can. It's mm-hmm. it's it, it's got to be condensed. You know, I feel like it's so incredibly like you just just too much that defenses have a chance to to already know, OK, he's going right here you know, before he, the ball's even leaving his hand, you know? Um, the other thing about Baker is, and, and don't, don't get it twisted because he's on a new team, but Matt rule don't really seem like an NFL coach at this. No, that dude's on his way. So there's a lot of uh, high fives when they won that game. And usually you'll see coaches high five during a regular season. Right. Right. And they were high five and like, he's like, we're good. We're good this week. Well, he was probably going to get fired after that game if they I lost. Know. So, and, and I guarantee you that that day is coming. By week six or seven, he'll probably not have a job. He'll have so a job. I, I head coach in Nebraska by the end of the year. Right. Exactly. He he needs to go back to college. Uh, you know, he's he's not, I guess, a leader of men. That's what they call it. You know, I feel like I feel like he's probably lost the locker room by this point in time. Probably even last year. You know, you never really know until, you know, until it all kind of comes out after they get fired. Like, oh, he lost the locker room week 13 last year, you know, Um, but they're not going to ever let that out. Neither are the players because they don't want to lose their job. So, um, but I really feel like Matt Rule is is not fit for this league. And although it was a hell of a run, this is going to be, you you know, your house should be up for sale. You You should probably already know that. So, yeah, you know, what I mean, start looking yeah. at a new it, look at start looking at properties in Nebraska. That's <laughs> he's probably already doing that. He's on he's on uh, Redfin or, you know, one of these one of these sites. Just looking at properties like, oh, check this out. honey. It's pretty nice. Let me get a three year extension. I was thinking huh? about just getting a winter home in the Midwest in Lincoln <laughs> um, for no reason. You know, right. I, I, I think they would take him uh, personally. But, yeah, you know, 100 percent. I, I can't sit here and say it's just Baker. Because there's to mm-hmm. me, there's nothing impressive about the team at all. I mean, I like their, uh, I like Chung, or oh, no, no, I'm sorry, not Chung, Chin, and I like J.C. Horn. Uh, it was a rookie last year. Those dudes are good uh, in the in the safety and corner area, but uh, there's nothing, nothing appeals to me. I, D.J. Moore, I don't, I don't even know if he makes the flights. You know what I mean? Hey, there's a guy we talk about uh, gets the game day plan day of he might he might be getting it at halftime or something i don't know because that guy doesn't yeah. do anything either seems like he's kind of lost in the sauce there but hey listen i gotta i gotta wrap this up because i gotta i got an appointment i gotta jump on you know i i, I want to continue it with you clearly uh continue <laughs> well, how long is your appointment um i have uh probably not too long probably about 30 minutes but i gotta sell a policy so uh sell, hey sell that yeah. policy baby Hey, That's listen, right, I appreciate right. you you coming on. You had contacted me. You wanted to come on and talk some Dolphins football. You were on a yeah. high there for a couple of weeks. I said, 100%, I, you know what? I need to have my man on. 
not only that, I love talking football. So, you know, I, I, I would, I would love to come on and do this with you guys, you know, more often, um, you know, and, and any time that you are willing to have me here, um, I'm, ex I'm excited to jump on because it's one thing I don't get to do much, uh, here in Oklahoma is talk a lot of NFL because it's college town, you know, let's be yeah, real. Absolutely. No one's really down to talk too much NFL. And the only real guy I have to talk to NFL about is a guy in my office from Cameroon who, you know, I love to death, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's not the, it's not the easiest conversation sometimes, but you know, he's a Kansas city chiefs fan. I love the guy to death. You know, he's one of my best friends uh, here in Oklahoma for sure. And he knows his football, but man, it's sometimes like it's, it's hard to catch a lot, you know? So, and, and I, <laughs> I get I, it, I'm like, I, I catch myself just, you know, what was that? You know? I get and, and <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, it's, it's one of those, but I, I watch games with him. He, he goes, Oh, Boomba clot. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little bit of that. Yeah. That comes out. I'm sure. So, but anyways, bro, let me jump off. I appreciate it. All the love in the world. Be safe over there, bro. I don't know where you're at and I'm not going to ask you, uh, but you know, you know, I love you and uh, I can't wait to do this again. Absolutely, man. Next time I uh, have you on, we'll talk football and then we'll talk a little bit about uh, when we were both in together. Oh, please. I, I want to have that conversation. Dude, I had some Harry Carey stuff ready to go, uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, I, I can't wait to to let your audience kind of, you know, hear some of those stories. So, so for we'll sure. Make sure that we'll just make sure that Miss Moran isn't listening. Yeah, we'll just do an episode two, you know, Kyle Moran episode two. That's, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll plan it out. We'll roll with it and, and we'll throw the military in there, you know, after we talk some football. And I'll make sure I don't have an appointment, even though you were 45 minutes late. That, well, that was a okay, that was a time zone situation. I didn't do my math. I'm sorry. About it is that, a time Bubba, zone situation. I'll let you I'll let you go, man. I appreciate you. Love you as well. And I'll talk at you later. Thank you so much for coming on, man. All day long. See you. All right, Bubba. See ya. All right, everybody, I hope you enjoyed this week's Football Friday. I know we didn't touch on too much more college or anything like that, and that's okay. Sometimes it takes a lot of, to talk about each and every team, but I hope you guys enjoyed what you heard. If you haven't already, please go over to Carbon TV. Make your free account. They're the largest outdoor streaming site in the world, and that's where we are, Blue Court Outdoors. We're on Carbon TV. Give us a follow. Go over to YouTube. We're going to be tapping in on YouTube a lot more this season as well. Uh, I ended up putting like a couple months ago, putting some of season four on there. I uh, didn't get a lot of views or anything like that because I just kind of randomly did it in the day one time. But that's okay. That's all right. Uh, the YouTube in itself, you know, I still hold somewhere around 45,000 views in four years there. You know, but on Carbon, it's like 1.1 million, I believe. So we're very popular on Carbon, not as much on YouTube. You pick which one you want to watch us on. Uh, again, keep uh, the people in South Florida and the rest of the whole state in your thoughts. I know a lot of people that listen to this are in Florida, so if they have power, I hope they're able to listen. And I just hope everyone's safe. I hope everyone's home's okay and things of that nature. And again, thank you so much for listening. Peace out, Girl Scouts. See you on the next one.